what are my leadership strengths? What do I suck at as a leader? You kind of want to know both. To really own who you are, we need to know what we're great at and what we're just not great at. And so you can get laser focused. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. This is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We are talking about the best strategy for creating a winning team. So you don't do everything yourself. So that's what we're talking about today. Before you get into all the nitty gritty of building a reliable team, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Interest rates are sky high in 2023 and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an eight, nine or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Okay, so I'm actually going to talk about something a little bit connected to team. It is and it isn't, right, Andressa? So, so many times, and I, and I know you hear this in our community, women want to hire a team. They're, they're doing it all themselves, right? They're managing the project. They're raising the money. They're doing the bookkeeping. That's always seems to be a theme that they're always doing the bookkeeping as well. Stop doing the bookkeeping, everyone. But they're, they're, I know I need to build a team. I know I need to build a team today. Before you bring on a single soul to your company and to your organization, the best strategy is to actually take a step back and to know yourself. And so what I mean by know yourself I mean, this could be a, a, a whole day, a whole day's episode, but in life, right? And in our experiences and as a business leader, which you are an entrepreneur, there are things you're good at. There's things that you suck at. 
There's things that you're adequate at. There's things that you're actually great at. And then there's things that you are beyond exceptional at. And so the key to building that team is to identify no and get super laser focused on what your lane is before you bring on anyone. Because that happens a lot. People bring people on, it doesn't work, and they haven't done the work to really know themselves. And I talk about core genius, and a core, core genius is something that that comes so easily to you, but you do so profoundly exceptional. You know, and everyone's core genius is different. And when you know your core genius, there's more to come with with that. I, I know I talk about that a lot. You can really build build a team around you. So what's your core genius, Andresa? Uh, my core genius, I have a special ability to see systems and process inside my head before they become concrete on paper or anywhere, right? So I have... I can see it and I can map it out. That is a core genius and that is also really bad because then I think for a lot of people, I am sharing with them as if they are seeing it, right? And they are not. So it, it's very challenging for all the people that are listening right now. It is, an, I can't expect people to do that. The bottom line for me is that building teams suck. Don't want to break anybody's balls. But if you are not willing to go to that process, to me, being a solopreneur is worse. But I am not telling you guys here that building a team is this amazing kumbaya thing that you're going to go. I usually say that you're going to eat dirt and you're going to have to explain things that you're like, that's given. No, it's not. And you're going to have to explain a hundred times in different places, right? But that is that is a skill set that you're going to have to build. But if you're not willing to go through that, I'm not saying you're going to babysit for the rest of your life. A hundred percent not. I want my goal is to hire somebody that has my core genius so I can fire myself. I already fire myself from so many positions and that's my ultimate goal. So full circle. That's my ultimate goal. I love that. So so let's get to strengths because Andressa was able to share what her core, I'll share my core genius too, because sometimes it's hard to identify, right? Teaching, inspiring others, uh, cultivating relationships and being creative. And again, it doesn't mean that's needed in every space because it's not, right? So, but knowing it and, and saying, okay, how do I how do I build around me? And then to fire myself to, to what Andressa said, I thought was great. Um, there's three things, there's three steps that I would suggest you to take. And we talk a lot about this, but it's not always assumed that people do the work, uh, the internal work, right? To really look at themselves from an objective perspective. What do I mean by objective? Objectivity is very powerful because it's like an outside view of who you are, what your strengths are, what are your blind spots? Who are you from the perspective of a third party? Is very helpful on the on the aspect of it's not just your opinion, right? It's not just your hunch, and you can kind of see it in a different lens. So, number one, you know, we talk about different assessments. Um, if you haven't taken at least three behavioral assessments, I would say go take three because they each give you a different lens of what's coming up for you and what do you really want to zone in on, and 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 how does that play into your day to day work? Um, I recommend DISC. Predictive Index, Strengths Finder are all behavioral 
sort of assessments. The other assessment I uh, highly recommend, the second one is, is it's called conative strengths. So if you think about your natural tendencies, it's your behavior. It's like outward, right? Uh, I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Conative talks about how you actually, your instinct and how you actually execute. And why that's so important in building a team is knowing how you execute and ensuring you have people that execute differently than you. Because it's just not going to work if you're someone who is one of the dimensions that this size, and Colby is the assessment we often will recommend. Um, one of the, you know, way, the way you execute, uh, it measures quick start. So someone who has very high and quick start start something may not implement it or finish it. It's more of like a starter, right? So if you're thinking about, okay, I really need that next team member for me, uh, or I need to replace myself, you might need someone who has high quick start. Or you might be like, I need somebody low quick start because if we, if I bring someone on that has that similar kind of instinct like me, that's going to be not good, right? To, to actually get the project complete. Um, so that's the second kind of assessment or lens that you really want to do the work and just another lens about yourself. The third one is, is obviously your leadership, your leadership strengths. We have a lot of women in our community that always say they're not leaders. Everyone's a leader, right? Everyone is a leader. Determining what your leadership strengths are and that really owning that and then getting out of the way is critical. Um, and there's a lot of ways to assess that. Um, beyond like rocket fuel and other tool, other books like that, one of the most helpful things you can do is to ask, give you a homework assignment. You're going to ask two people in your life, one person who knows you personally and one person that's worked with you and ask them, what are my leadership strengths? And, and when you get that insight or what do I, what do I suck at as a leader? You kind of want to know both to really own who you are. We, we need to know what we're great at and what we're just not great at. And so you can laser, get laser focused, right? Not to make you wrong, but, um, I think feedback is powerful. It's not always easy, but it's really helpful to get that, especially people that you feel, uh, will give, be straight with you and that have your back and that have your best interests in mind are key people to talk to, not people going to you know, say something and then tear you down. You want to hear it in a constructive manner. But personal relationship and professional would be really, um, really helpful. Do you really think everybody's a leader? Do I think everyone's a leader? Yeah. I you do. You said everybody's a leader. Do you think that everybody's a leader? Meaning I think everyone's a leader of something. We could be a leader of our, we're our leader of ourselves, certainly. Um, and we're certainly leaders of, depending on what roles we embody, right? Um, I do think we are leaders. Are, are, is everyone a leader like in the same vein? Uh, I want to lead a company of, a, of, of 30 employees. No, I don't think everyone wants to, or is, is probably like wired to want to do that. Right. But let's say for that woman that does not want to lead a team, a big company, right? She's still a leader or not? I do think, you know, I do think she is a leader. I think it depends on what she's leading. I mean, if you're not leading anything, you can't be a leader, right? <laughs> Obviously. But I mean, leading, leading from the perspective of some people lead behind the scenes. Some people lead in front. Some people lead one-on-one. -on -one, some people lead in front of a group. Um, I, I worked with a lot of CEOs in, in my, my, you know, uh, consulting days. Most of the CEOs were dominant. A lot of them were. That's not a surprise, right? And then I worked with a handful of them and I was kind of convinced that had, they had to be dominant. And then I met a few that were very successful, very successful. 
And they had a zero on dominance. And I looked at their predictive index, their behavioral assessment, and I was shocked. I said, how can this person lead this company? Be zero on dominance and have started the company. It always like boggled my mind. And so in talking to these folks um, and talking to the leaders that had that profile, they always had a different approach. There was usually someone at the front of the company on some level that was probably more dominant, you know, a little more direct, but they, they weren't. But they led behind the scenes and they led in a way that worked for the company and it worked for the mission and worked for their growth. So I think when you're clear on who you are and what type of leader you are and what the company needs, I do believe there's different styles. I do believe that. That's a good question, right? Because it's also about what people want and need. And sometimes what you want as a leader and listening to this episode, right? What do you want? Who are you? You know, what are those core things? And what's that next hire for you? So it, it, it buys you back time. I think that's the most important thing is that in, in the work you're going to do about your strengths, about some of your blind spots, what does the business need? And then how do you, how do you fire yourself from, from those things that are just not aligned anymore to who you are? Awesome. For those of you that are listening and have more questions, please go to our Facebook group community and get the support that you need to take your business to the next level. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.